Hey guys. Welcome to the Open Conversations Podcast with your host, Nicole Williams, lifestyle blogger, event planner, and communication strategist. And Rodney Carter, singer, songwriter, producer, and vocal arranger. And And together together we spark conversations around a variety of topics including lifestyle, career, relationships, business, personal branding, and much more. This week's topic is Micro Moments Now, using consumer mindset to influence on-demand information with Sachin Narod, CEO of Zaniap and co-founder of Survive and Thrive. So before we go any further, can you want to briefly introduce yourself? Definitely, definitely. So uh, this is Sachin Narod, CEO and founder of Zaniap Inc. We are specialized in travel. We are a travel app and a mobile website. We um, match the travel tour guide based on your resource location, budget, personal preference, where no advanced booking is required. As today's topic saying on-demand information, we load on-demand pre-packaged tours, events, private securities, transportation, private jets, photography, drones in advance and in, in you know, no, no, nothing is required for booking in advance. That's okay. my company, and I'm currently uh, also co-founder of the Survive and Thrive Camp Conference for Entrepreneurs. Uh, it's happening in September 8th through on September 8th through 10th um, uh-huh. it's for, for for investors. It was a cross-pollination of uh, investors: Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, Jeff Isler, Susie Carter will be there. Uh, uh-huh. Couple of big influencers uh, from the. Uh, Startup in Silicon Valley world will be there. Uh, it's an international audience gathering. Uh, we uh-huh. have 300 um, uh, places, spots there for entrepreneurs, uh-huh. investors, and uh, speakers and mentors. Okay, I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm, I'll be there on the Saturday, and I'm I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to that. Okay, so I read that um, you're from a family of entrepreneurs. Um, what was it like growing up in a family filled with entrepreneurs? <laughs> Okay, so yeah, if we, we, if we go back in my, um, how I got this, uh, I would say, bug of entrepreneurship, I think it was uh, seeing everybody in my family, especially my father, uh, he was very entrepreneurial, he was working with, in the, he was working uh, with a government job in India, in a small town, but he also mm-hmm. had this big aspiration of running his own uh, business in farms and all that stuff. I, I loved, I was always fascinated by um, the secret code of doing something different. And uh, I was okay. lucky to be with them and uh, be part of that growing process. Um, instilled okay. the confidence in me. Uh, uh-huh. it, uh, it also instilled the confidence of taking the risk, looking okay. beyond, and connecting uh-huh. thoughts. That helped oh. me, that vision gave me. Um, I would say edge over the people who do not have that experience. You know? Okay, so yeah, I, definitely. My thinking was always based and uh, surrounded towards um, entrepreneurial lifestyle. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and um, was there ever a moment, you know, throughout all of that, was there ever a moment where you ever questioned your decision to become an entrepreneur? Oh, that's a very good question, by the way. I... <laughs> I'll, I'll answer it very other way around, okay? So, so I do question that decision every moment. 
when I say every moment, I'm uh-huh. telling you, uh, as we speak, I question my decision whether uh-huh. I would have done anything differently not being an entrepreneur. And true to my DNA, I cannot reposition myself. Um, so I cannot reposition, see myself in any anything else, anything else. So, yeah, I questioned it, but the answer is same <laughs> last 20 years. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think maybe everyone, if any, I think if any entrepreneur, you know, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for a number of years, and I feel like, you know, I mean, you do question it, but then I think it's that drive and, and um, the you know, purpose is what keeps you going. Um, but I, I don't think if we were to stop to do anything else, um, we'd be happy doing that. I think we all question that. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I see that you're someone that loves traveling, obviously. So, um, of course, um, the Zenny app, that is basically geared towards traveling. So I'm assuming that basically um, was triggered from your, your, your love for traveling? That That is true. I mean, um, so the, the love for traveling was, uh, it again came back in uh, early childhood. My, I traveled a lot with my family. So there mm-hmm. were a lot of nuances and things I learned of pre-planning, being being proactive, these are uh-huh. important skills that you want, or of the elements you want to have as an entrepreneur in you, you know, and uh, uh, that also opens an eye in how how the different cultures and worlds uh, works in in a cohesive way, how they're different and how opportunities are different than uh-huh. uh, um, than the unity place. So uh-huh. yeah. At Zenia, we we say that we change the way you travel by uh, instantly introducing you to friends you haven't met yet, giving you the best warm welcome to new places and offering activities. Because if you look at today's internet, internet and the small businesses are so well trained to capture Uh the audience and convert them into the business, right? So what is happening, the conversion of sales, um, the, the, the most important thing happening is basically people are falling into the traps of those uh-huh. issues, or uh-huh. those marketing tasks. And uh, uh, people who are traveling, they had a less access to the real valuable local life. Uh-huh. So I was on to mission. I mean, I was fed up and tired uh, with falling into those traps over and over again. And I said, uh-huh. you know what? Nothing doing. I'm just starting in an app and website which will be uh, and a booking engine which will be totally different. It won't uh-huh. be based on the review system. It will be based on real, genuine, uh, local value um, to be added into a traveler's experience. Uh, okay. That's that's how the whole company started and now uh, we can populate private jets, um, helicopters, oh, wow. drones, okay. um, uh, private tour guides, executive protection, uh, villas, okay. yachts, Instant on demand, and that sounds that doesn't sounds require like, any prior booking. <laughs> sounds cool. Sounds cool. Um, okay, and of course, you know, you talked about the whole idea. Of, you know, you just said drones and stuff, which basically brings us to the fact that, um, of course, mobile devices, you know, has enabled right. increased flexibility when it comes to um, allowing travelers to be more spontaneous. And um, yeah. I think that, in a sense, means also um, inexpensive travel options sometimes are increasingly, um, I guess, top of the mind for travelers. How is um, yeah. Zenia app embracing the shift to mobile? Oh, yes. Uh, so the most important part in the mobile world is the real estate of desktop is much bigger. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so 
So the mobile world has a very, as as your topic, and the, 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 the way I summarize the micro moment you were talking, entire consumer yeah. behavior is playing out in searching the data, which uh-huh. will help them make the decision. So to okay. give them an immediate answer in that particular moment or micro moment, whatever you want to call it, where they mm-hmm. want to go, what they want to do, what do they want to buy, mm-hmm. this concept yes. has been easily observable, relatable, mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. and a different trend uh, uh-huh. where any marketer could wish for. You know, like if I'm a marketer, I could wish for something. The glimpse of that, how uh-huh. the consumer uh, is making the decision. Yeah. So. Consumer is making a decision based on the data. If I uh-huh. provide, if, if you are a customer, and I provide you, and you, let's say you are in China, where you cannot mm-hmm. speak, uh, you don't find any native English-speaking people around you, and uh-huh. you have a data, there are 20 people based on your geolocation, based on language you speak, and they all want to go to bar hopping. If uh-huh. you have that data, you will make the decision by rent or whatever, rather yeah. than you make the decision on a, on a on a two-dimensional search where the dead data is there. So it is becoming more live on-demand micro-movement of data as we uh-huh. move forward in the industry. Yeah, and definitely. That, I, that some people call it is an artificial intelligence and all that, but I think it's inspired evolution of the, the human needs. Oh, it, it definitely does, and it is important. You actually kind of answered the question that I was going to get into because I was going to say with micro moments being the new battleground, the question I was going to ask you then was why does it matter? But you kind of went into answering that, of course, embracing the needs of the audience, you know, wanting to know, wanting to know on the go, you know, the want-to-know moments, the want-to-go moments, the want-to-buy moments, and the want-to-do moments. And in your case with travel, people want to know, they want to buy, they want to go. So I think, you know, that's where micro moments are helping to um, to in influence yeah. that. Yeah. No, no. Just think about when you last time used your desktop computer when you are mm-hmm. on the road and you wanted to search an answer, or maybe yeah, a search in Yosemite Adventure when you are planning. Yeah. Definitely. But you know, it's so funny. I I'm, I'm currently I'm currently enrolled in school again because I'm, I'm I'm pursuing a communications degree, and this okay. semester. Um, my yeah. college, they actually moved from actual IDs to digital IDs on your phone. And that's because I, I can, when I think about it, whenever I go to the gate and they ask for IDs, I'm usually having to dig for it, but my phone is always in my hand. So right. I think, you know, that's <laughs> one way where I see, like, especially, you know, a college is basically, you know, yeah. taking the data and saying, you know taking what, is, let me, let's learn, take that data and then, um, basically, change the way things are done so that we can be there on campus for the students who are on the go. Because when you rush into class, you don't have time to take your ID out. So I think that's one way where, you know, like education, they're embracing the whole idea of um, data and, and, and micro moments to help enrich the lives of, um, yeah. So yeah, definitely. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I say, well, it's like we are empowering you as an uh-huh. consumer to make the right yeah. decision by by turning that right data in your hand and Mm -hmm. you make that decision. And uh, now I see a challenge, okay? And uh, since we have a robotic age coming up and uh, Mm -hmm. and people are already afraid how the jobs will play out in their life, how things are going to move, how it's going to affect their daily lifestyle. Uh The the competitive jobs, 
the jobs which can be easily taken by machines, they're gone. They will be gone in the next five years. There is, they're not coming back. But the mm-hmm. job which requires the analytical thinking and they're non-repetitive, let's say yes. if someone who is going in a restaurant and creating the best recipe, that's a very hard to recreate by some other mm-hmm. machine. Uh, no uh-huh. matter how perfection the, um, the formula is, it is difficult. Definitely. Or, yeah. or having a lot of decisions to be made instantly, uh, those jobs will not go in future. They will remain. Yeah. But the jobs which are uh, more repetitive and people who, I would say, uh, trying to run away from the fact will face mm-hmm. the reality in the next, next decade. Definitely, sure. and those are the people who miss the opportunities because I think, um, especially with, like you said, some jobs are going to go, but I think, you know, smartphones and technology, if anything, I think it's helping us to discover new ideas and new business ventures. That's right. And 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 most of the so, – so, so while creating this Survive and Strive, we were going through a huge data. We did a lot of market research, and we looked mm-hmm. at it. The next mm-hmm. generation um, – Employment will come through these startups, this entrepreneurial generation, which is trying, striving, and trying to take their businesses uh, in different direction and taking it to the next level. And uh, okay. there was immediate need for the access of investors, uh, mm-hmm. opportunities, uh, partnership, uh, mm-hmm. and we wanted to bring that to the very close group rather than having those large conferences where people can't drive anything out of the um, the participation. So okay. that's, that's the reason that we, we're trying to foster 200 CEOs, 50 uh-huh. investors and mentors, and 50 uh-huh. students at uh-huh. Survive and Thrive Camp. And the, the whole goal is to give them, organize this whole movement as if they uh-huh. know what has to be expected uh, out of this entire content creation uh, and, and uh-huh. cross like, like brainstorming or conference. Yeah. yeah. So in a sense, what um, Survive and Thrive is doing um, as it relates to the whole idea of data and um, and um, creating micro moments is basically connecting people to what they're looking for in real time, providing relevant information. That's right. That is very correct. Okay. And, um, and we, we're heading towards ultimate goal of empowering all those entrepreneurs to make their dream, dream come true by uh-huh. giving them, connecting them with the people because they okay. matter. So the most important fundamental element is to, uh-huh. so every investor or let's say somebody who wants to put their money, they're looking mm-hmm. for that big opportunity. And it's uh-huh. not easy to, so if somebody was saying, like say, uh, well, let's say take a famous example of YouTube. When YouTube uh-huh. was in their early stages, or, or eBay. eBay was just uh-huh. started out of a garage sale. So take the take the stuff out and start selling. The, they were buying garage sale and selling garage garage sale. People would have. I mean, so many investors showed them the door. Uh, uh-huh. YouTube was giving the the entire video content, putting all that on your server and give it for free. People okay. called them insane. So this uh-huh. idea. Uh, could survive and could become the big unicorns of this century. And uh-huh. the reason was that unstoppable spirit of those entrepreneurs. And Survive and Thrive is looking to stay focused and favor those people and tell them how to re- relate the things in front of them and take them to the next level. 
Awesome. It's making me look forward to that even more. I mean, I'm going to be there for one day, but I'm sure it's all going to get as much out of that one day as possible. Okay. All right. So, so question. So, so if, um, basically, if we're using consumer mindset then, right, to influence on-demand information in order to provide automated solutions, then doesn't that then mean that consumer segments, which is in a sense target audiences, um, doesn't that in essence mean that target audiences no longer exist in today's consumer market, seeing that we are going more towards a like-minded mindset, which basically varies across demographics and backgrounds? Uh, so not necessarily, okay? So uh -huh. in some cases, yes, and in some cases, no. There are many ways, ways to dissect this whole uh, consumer mindset. But I would say okay. um, the tools... Uh, entrepreneurial or tech community is developing every single day is mm -hmm. giving better and better di due diligence reports. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Let's say we're talking uh, Gmail is providing the email service, right? Then some uh -huh. company, small disrupting company comes as a slack. They build the tools that get integrated into your uh, Gmail. Um, uh -huh. And then it says who opened your email, who did see uh -huh. your email, who how, how much time they spent and what uh, things they, uh, they clicked on. Mm -hmm. That becomes okay. more utilities. And someone else comes and say, hey, you know what? Since these people have clicked your email, they also went on Google and searched for this product. Maybe these okay. are your potential customers. So mm -hmm. every tiny bits and pieces of tech community mm -hmm. is adding this uh, uh, due diligence report and the consumer analysis. So, so the way you were saying, yes, we are when we start when we start marketing, we just go with the like-minded people we think could be the one who are your potential customers. But what mm -hmm. ends up happening? That quantitative value goes down and comes down to qualitative pursuing those leads. Uh -huh. Okay. So, so any business getting going after those smart uh, micro or AI that is that is AI. They are, what I just told you is that is basically artificial intelligence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They find that data, do the due diligence on that particular feed, and, and, uh -huh. and follow that, and then takes it to the to the conversion. That's what so, AI is. So, as you you use the um, example of Gmail, and then having maybe an extension that maybe tells you how many people opened the email. So, then it's the micro moment in a sense will, for example, say whatever that um, app is. Let's say um, Boomerang mm -hmm. or or um, whatever yeah, it is. Boomerang. Then you would yeah. say, okay, so the um, the micro moment that um, basically that app would focus on is the intent of being able to know when they open the email and Gmail being able to send the email. So it's more about niching down into um, a more targeted segment then. Every piece of action uh, mm -hmm. taken by the user. That's, that's okay. how I would say, summarize. Every piece of action taken by the user on the cloud or shit we are throwing out, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> no problem. Okay. So for, for you know, regardless of brand, regardless of industry, what few tips do you have for entrepreneurs on how to basically win in a micro, um, in a micro moment world where everything is basically um, – in the moment, spontaneously, um, you know, reach into your fingertips for for your mobile device because nobody's waiting until they go home to 
look something up or whatever it is. How do entrepreneurs, regardless of their industry, what few tips that they can, um, you can give them that will help them um, be able to win in a micro moment world? Yeah. So, well, here's the thing. The most important is, so, so I, if I, I look at the data, I, I would say if you get the extracted insight from the new behavior on your mm -hmm. consumers, you are seeing how a marketeer must adapt, right? Mm -hmm. So if I am an entrepreneur and I am selling peanuts or whatever, uh -huh. right? If I, or, or let's say I'm selling this uh, a spinner thing, right? This, or give it, take any yeah. example, yeah. okay? Let's uh -huh. say peanuts is the easiest example. I, I'm a farmer, okay. but I'm an entrepreneur. I have the tech peanuts, which I'm selling. The insight okay. I will get from people, or the cloud over there, says that I should sell roasted peanuts and salted because that would optimize my margin, and also they are, they are the one more likely to be bought rather okay. than just selling the raw peanuts. So in short, mm -hmm. um, the companies like Google, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram, or, or any any other big company there, they have so much data. In short, they'll they'll give you the data and insight what you need to make the best serve your consumer. So, uh -huh. for my my advice to today's entrepreneurial crowd would be uh, would be find out what that niche is for your product and go after it, hone on to it, and double down on the success. Mm-hmm. Okay, so That's find a niche, saying. find a niche, yep. double down. Any double down. any other tips? Mm -hmm. And and improve improve based on the data. Uh, adapt adaptation. That's the most number one. I would say adopting based on the insight. Okay, find the niche. Mm -hmm. Once you adopt, uh -huh. find the niche and then double down. Okay, so for for um for entrepreneurs who are not tech savvy. What is one you know what what would be the one thing you would tell them that they would you want they they should start doing today for those who are not tech savvy you are not into the data and all that stuff well one thing right. they could do for their business today um yeah. to help them you know um take that step forward into the whole idea of um of 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 micro you know um the mobile you know the mobile i i mobile. want to i want to make a Okay, well, you must be thinking I am a tech savvy, right? No, <laughs> well, I'm the one who just did the data mining. But to you and to your audience, I am uh -huh. a biology graduate, uh, an mm -hmm. MBA. I okay. have uh, I have not uh, started out as being a tech savvy. I I mm -hmm. believe that people need to educate themselves, and those who are not in the field. They shouldn't be, there is nothing to be scared about technology. It's so easy to be like seen as outsider, but it's very easy to be inside and seriously dig a little bit. It, it's not different than um, making a cake mm -hmm. in a bakery shop, you know. Okay. It's it's not different than making a cake in a bakery. It's that easy. So, so, so my advice is build on to your strength whatever you have. Show up on your weaknesses, definitely, and move on to the next level. And th this will this will always bring uh, you to the lift off point. No, it's not okay. it's not that you have to know every technology, every data analysis, and everything. But you need to find the way 
to the most simplified answers possible for yourself. Okay. So this is just made by made by due diligence. Doesn't uh-huh. have to have this uh, technical cliche of okay. knowing how to dig the data. You know. Okay. Yeah. Don't have to worry about the HTML codes and stuff like that. Fine. Leave that to Absolutely someone else. Absolutely not. Yeah. That okay. has been but- left for India and China. And, and in the rest of the world, and I don't need to, you don't need to uh, go and extract that. You just simple. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very simple fact. So let's say you have a shoemaking business, for example. Uh-huh. I, I'm giving all the simplest possible examples. The simplest stuff that does, that's not even tied to tech. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not even tech. Let's say you have a shoemaking business. How uh-huh. tech? can play a role in that shoemaking business. As long as you need that, you can get that vibe. You can understand. So, I'm going to change my example a little bit. And I really want to give some insight. Okay. Okay. If you want to open a pizza shop, what would you think of? What is required? If you can answer this two things. Uh-huh. What, would, what is required for a pizza shop? A real estate? A pizza right? shop. Okay. So pizza shop, uh, pizza shop, pizza shop. Uh, I guess a storefront, and um, just typical stuff that I would need. Okay, just I, I think a storefront and a and an oven to bake the pizza. Right, that's right? technical stuff. Yeah, right. But then what, let's say for a pizza shop, you need a place, right? Yeah, you're gonna need the real yeah. estate. You you're gonna look for for what is the traffic in that corner which shop you're going to buy what how how the footfall is how what is uh-huh. the income ratio in the neighborhood and all that before you even even get to the ovens and kitchen right yeah cuz you need or, to get the foot traffic exactly right you're looking at the most important part is where you are going to sell that pizza that uh-huh. that real estate so traditional market in the world was was that real estate and that piece of land where there is a lot of footfall Okay, so uh-huh. in, uh, revolution of internet has changed this whole structure. What happens? Uh-huh. People open the pizza shop online, and people from uh-huh. all over the world who are on the internet. Internet. Think of internet as a real estate. It's uh-huh. a real estate for every business in the world, whether it's a uh-huh. shoe shoe making factory, whether it's a pizza shop or anything. Now. Okay. All the tools technology is building is making that real estate attractive and a hot attraction, right? The marketing tools, the branding, PR, all that. And then we talk about SEO. So it is basically making sure that pizza shop is visible by the entire world. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. When people search for pizza or when people are near your pizza, they get to see your pizza shop online. Right. This so when they're is, in the neighborhood, the they know to stop into the neighborhood. They know, okay, you know what I saw? They all stop into the pizza hut here. Exactly, and it's been it's been reviewed, endorsed, and consumed by many more people from all over the world. Oh, awesome! Right, it's, so it basically gives, right global, gives you a global landscape. It gives you more of a global, um, global. Exactly. Okay, all right. So <laughs> I'm gonna have uh, three couple, three quick. We're winding yes. down. Three quick yes. things. And that's because yeah. I saw it in your, you know, um, briefly in your bio. And so I'm going to ask you these three quick questions. All right. So your favorite meal, because I see that um, I, um, I read that you love to cook. So I wanted to know what what is your favorite meal to cook? Uh, come again. What is my favorite what? 
meal to cook? Because I saw that you love to cook. So I'm like, okay, uh, what is your favorite meal to cook? <laughs> okay, okay. That's a, that's a very good question. Oh, um, I would love to cook chicken curry. It's, chicken? A, it's a traditional curry. Indian, okay. uh, you know, so I can cook that. And then there is one, I, I'll say one more thing. I, I make one um, lassi, the uh, sweet yogurt uh, with the mango, you know. I love that that kind of thing. Oh, I can okay. cook it, never, but that's one of my favorite <laughs> thing to drink. Okay. And then you said, what, what was that called? L-A-S-S-I, lassi. It's okay, a drink. Lassi. Made up with okay. the yogurt it's a drink. and mango powder. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so I see you travel a lot. So what are two favorite places you've been been to so far? Two of your favorite places. Uh, so my favorite place is one is in India, okay, uh-huh. um, in foothills of Himalaya when I was traveling. Um, I, I love that place. It's very beautiful, very serene. You can imagine uh, Himalaya is, is the largest huge mountain in the world. It's beautiful. Um, so that, uh, that the pl- name of that place is called as, uh, uh, what's the, shoot, <laughs> I just, uh, uh, it's a tough name, I always forget uh-huh. that, but uh, uh, it's called as, uh, it's, uh, near, it's near Chandigarh, so okay. it's called as, yeah, but I will definitely send you the name we aim. It's a little, um, yeah, it's a little off the map. So, okay, no problem. Number two, and, well, I I like Miami very much. <laughs> Miami, okay, South, South right. Beach, Miami, I love it. South Especially Beach, Miami, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, and my last question: mm-hmm. What is on your list of um, next adventure? Because I see, you know, you said you love adventure. So, what what do you have planned next as far as an adventure? I want to take, so I'm working on idea, and I'm going to give this to your viewers, okay? So Zinia is working on idea. Do you like skiing by any chance or any water I've sport? never skied. Actually, I'm oh trying to uh, see if I can get to do that. My friend and I, we are talking about doing that this um, this December. So I'm actually not skiing, but I want to I want to experience it. <laughs> skiing is the best sport. I mean, I love it. But let's say water sport, or you like like um. Uh, I love water. Flyboarding. I love water. Yeah, right. So let's say you're doing some adventure, but I'll give the example of skiing because that's what we're paid at this thing, right now. Okay. And uh, let's say you're on the top of the mountain. You have your ski gears on, and you have a Zenyap application downloaded. Okay. What you will do, you'll just uh, click on your application, open it, and say "Lock me down." There it will be a button, and the drone okay. will fly from its base. It will find uh-huh. wherever you are, and uh-huh. as you coming down the mountain slope, it will uh-huh. start taking your picture and video, and it will go to your social media, Facebook, oh, Instagram, wow. Twitter, everything. And then drone will I- come back and just go back to its base once it's done. And you guys are working on that right now? Uh, we have beta tested it. Uh, it's going to come out soon. That will be okay, the awesome. Let me find out. I'm gonna. I have to sign. I'm gonna sign up for Zania app after this because I'm gonna have to experience and see all the good sure. stuff you guys have um, have on the app. Um, definitely. Sure. Yeah. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I think. Um, I, I thank you. I think thank we, you. I think we got a lot. Thanks for listening to the Open Conversations podcast. 
share your thoughts, leave a note, or ask a question in the comment area below. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share us on social, subscribe, and leave an honest review on iTunes to help us move up in the charts. Until, Until next time. time.